glad you joined us for New Hope's Sermon of the Week. For more resources, be sure to contact newhopecom.org. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Get ready. The Holy Spirit's already been, been, been revealing His heart. The Holy Spirit's so present here. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you. Whoa. Good morning, Jojo. All right. Who's got their boogie shoes on? Come on. The boogie shoes. Oh, the Holy Spirit is just here. Anybody feel the Holy Spirit here? We have a beautiful testimony. Um, If you don't mind, the two beautiful sisters who just received Christ like two or three weeks ago. Would you stand up? Where are they? Gladys. Stand up, Gladys. And your beautiful friend. Your beautiful friend. Come on. Come on. These are our sisters. They just received Christ like two, three weeks ago. Help me, help me with names. My dear sister, not Gladys, but the other one is? Jeanette? Jeanette. Am I saying it right? Jeanette came up and gave me a hug today. And I love what she said. She said the bed wanted her to stay in bed. Right? Yeah. The bed wanted her to stay in bed, but she said, I can't stay in bed. I got to go to church. I got to go to church. I got to be with God's people. That's awesome. It's awesome when the bed wants you to stay home and you say, no bed. No bed fits the heart of my message. You know why I played boogie shoes this morning? Because I like to dance. Boogie shoes. Boogie shoes. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Did you ever find yourself just dancing? Oh my goodness, 102.7. What's scary about 102.7, that's the oldie channel. They play the oldest songs in the world, they say, and they're all my favorite hits. (laughs) I remember when you were young and you were like, oh, that oldie channel is so old. So I'm listening to Boogie Shoes, and I get this revelation how God wants to be my friend. John 15, 15 says he no longer calls us servants. I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know the heart of the Father. You don't know my business. You don't know what I'm involved in. But he says, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. Because a friend knows what the Father's up to. And a friend knows what the Father's like. And a friend, being a friend of God is the most powerful thing I think I've ever experienced in my whole life. Being a friend of God gets you out of bed in the morning. I don't want to lie in bed. I want to get up and I want to live. I want to tell you something, though. Part of the heart of my message this morning is how about this for these radical statements we all make? But I believe that all hell, every demon, all hell, every demon, how about every religious spirit, what they're ultimately trying to stop is me enjoying my relationship with God. 
Break it down so simple. I get up in the morning, and I have the ability and the access and the joy, and everything's been completed, and I can have a relationship with God, and I can have a friendship with God. And all of hell is trying to stop that from happening. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. So when you boogie, put on your boogie shoes, and you're dancing with God, and you're a friend of God, it's awesome. Because here at New Hope, we are a greenhouse. This place is a greenhouse. It's full of the right atmosphere. It's full of good soil. And I want everybody to say, I am growing. We're all growing. You realize our beautiful, dear sisters have just said yes to Jesus Christ, and the Spirit of God comes and lives in them, and they are growing. And for, for my personal testimony, March of this year, I said yes to Jesus 38 years ago. And I'm still growing. I'm growing. He's revealing his love. I'm experiencing his heart. And here we are in a greenhouse and we're in good soil. And we are all growing in our friendship with God. Because he says, I've no longer called you servants, but I've called you friends. And we understand the trinity of God is so beautiful and so such a mystery, but it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we are experiencing God. We are tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. And we continue to be awed by God because, you know, God is continuing to reveal himself to us. You have not tasted or experienced the fullness of God yet. You are growing in this relationship with God. He's calling us deep calls unto deep. And here we have a brand new year. How many of you know this is January? Man, we're just at the threshold. We're at the beginning of a new year. And a new year brings great expectations. And don't forget, the uh, all of hell's trying to stop you from experiencing great expectations. But a new year is filled with great expectations that we can believe God for new and fresh things. Joy talked today about breakthrough. We're going to talk a little bit about breakthrough today. You know, breakthrough is when there is a suddenly, but you know, sometimes that suddenly was 30 years in the making. There are suddenlies that happen overnight. There are suddenlies that happen in a moment. And then there are suddenlies that require trusting and waiting. And there are, there are breakthroughs that have been 30 years in the waiting. I shared this with Steve. How many of you enjoyed that movie called The Founders? It was the McDonald's story. Anybody? So the McDonald's story, just a snapshot of it, but it really impacted me because there were two brothers who started McDonald's. It's a crazy story. They wanted to stay small and all this stuff, but but they had, the, the original McDonald's br- brothers had developed the same exact thing that we see now in fast food. It's the system. It's the process. And when they tried it, it failed. And then they adjusted it because people weren't used to it. They were used to going to a diner, waiting, waitress order. They weren't used to a three-minute burger and fries. And then he said when they almost seemed like it was going to close and they were going to go back to the old way, suddenly... As if, it was an, as, if, as if it was an overnight success. Suddenly, as if it was an overnight success, but he said it was actually 30 years in the making. Yeah. 
It was 30 years to get to that overnight success story. For many of us, I'm going to show a video here in a little bit. For many of us, you're still on a journey and you're still growing and there's still things that you're believing God for. And what do you think the scripture says? Do not grow weary in well-doing. Persevere, continue to press into God. Believe for your breakthrough. It will require that you believe. There are promises. There are things that God has promised you. There are things that you need to contend for. We're believing for impact here personally, your personal lives, your family, the church corporate. We're believing for impact. The Lord has released the word boldness over us this year. How many felt the boldness of just fire starters? What a way to kick off a year for boldness. Great expectations. So I'm going to share a few things that I want to get out ahead of time because I believe it will guide me a little bit. I was working with Josiah this week. You know, it's not like a production or a play, but in my heart, it was almost like these three elements. And you know how every preacher gets up and he says, you know, I got the three keys for the new year, right? Three keys. I can't say I got three keys for the new year, but I feel like what the Lord is revealing is that these are tools to succeed. These are things that are gonna be required, in my opinion, for us to experience the boldness, experience the breakthrough, to believe God, to press in, to keep going after things. So I'm gonna hit a few of them, I'm gonna hit all of them right now, and I'm gonna say that these are keys, or these are tools, or these are things I believe we're gonna have to keep our eye on the ball and pay attention to. You're gonna have to trust the Lord. It is essential that you trust the Lord. We're gonna get into these a little deeper. It's really important that you're waiting upon the Lord, and you understand the true posture of waiting on the Lord. You need to be engaged in life. In the trusting and in the waiting, you're engaged. You're not on the sidelines. You're not disgruntled. You're not checked out. You're engaged in life. And then there's a certain amount of determination um, that is going to be required. There's a certain amount of determination that's going to be required to go after the things that God calls us to do. Amen? Amen? So we're trusting in the Lord. We're waiting upon the Lord. We have to believe we're going to be engaged in life. And there's a determination. I don't want to ruin my whole thing because I've got a cute little uh, illustration here. But be determined that nothing or no one is going to stop you. It requires a certain amount of resilience and determination. This is where I think we struggle with the reality of the finished work of the cross. And everything's been achieved and everything's been accomplished. And when I say determination, I'm going to say it right now, I'm, I'm not on a hamster wheel of striving to, to be accepted by my Father in heaven. I'm already loved, accepted. I am completely at rest in my relationship with God. But I do realize that all hell's trying to confuse me. Last week, we had an amazing ministry time. Steve did an amazing job. How many of you this week took out an old cassette that was playing in your brain, took out the old cassette and had a new cassette? We took out the old way or the lies or things that we were thinking about ourselves that weren't true, how we relate to God, how we relate to ourselves, how we relate to one another. This area of breaking lies and revealing the truth is a major, major thing. So it's going to require that we trust the Lord. So I'm going to read Proverbs 3, 
5 through 8. I like the New American Standard Version on this because it literally combined two different versions that I was looking at. If you never, this is something that, if this is foundational to you, then man, you need to get back to some foundations. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. When you're waiting with expectancy for whatever God has been promising you or talking to you about, it's going to require that you trust him. Do not lean on your own understanding. It should have happened by now. I've been waiting already. How, what does he expect from me? Continue to persevere in trusting in the Lord. Isaiah 40, verse 31, out of New King James, but those who wait on the Lord, but those who wait on the Lord, I'm just gonna stop there for a minute. This waiting is you're not sitting in a corner all by yourself waiting. It's actually a very intense action because you are waiting upon the Lord with expectancy and you are looking and you are aware of what's going on in life. You are engaged in life. But you're waiting upon the Lord with an expectancy and, there's, and you're looking and it's a patient thing and you're tarrying. We don't use that word much anymore. I like that word, tarry. Now I'm not tarrying in, in cutting myself to say, oh, God, love me. I'm tarrying now to say, God, help me to know you love me and walk in the reality of your love. I'm contending for what has already been accomplished. I'm tarrying that my mind and my heart will not be deceived or persuaded for anything less than he really feels or, or has an affection toward me. I'm waiting. There's an intensity in waiting. There's a waiting but those who wait on the Lord, so think of this, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. I mean, this is just like, poo, you feel the wings going out right now? The power is coming. They'll renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is a picture of somebody who knows who they are in Christ and they're contending and they're waiting. They're trusting and they're waiting. They're not miserable and disengaged in life because things have not gone their way. Each and every one of us, each and every one of us, of us I, I was reviewing a class I did, all of us are working through something. Every single one of us is working through something. Sometimes people think that you're not working through stuff. We're working through stuff. Wanda and I are working through stuff. We got battles that we're contending for. We, we have breakthroughs that we have yet to see done and accomplished. We're contending, and we're waiting, and our hearts are looking to the Lord, and we're patiently tearing, and we're saying, Lord, you promised this, and we're not going to resist. We're not, we're not going to give up. I found this clip. How many of you love this um, Planet Earth, remember the, the BBC Planet Earth series? That thing's amazing. I mean, I, I watch it and I cry. I just cry. I'm, I'm, I know it sounds silly. 
I, I'll be into football, like I am like into football and I cry for planet Earth. That's my personality. That's just, just who I am. Because they honestly and marveled with God. And all of creation shouts his glory. I was at a memorial service last week and the Lord dropped this in my heart for people that I don't know if they know the Lord, but what I declared over them was the goodness of God is all around you all the time. The goodness of God is all around you all the time. Just ask for that eye to see it. Because when you see it, you go, wow, the goodness of God is all around me all the time. Before I show the clip, because it's only like a minute and eight, and I really want to grab it, and you ever do this because it's almost like I'm insulting your intelligence. Because I have to tell you what it is so I know that you'll get it. (laughs) So I know that's not right, but I'm going to do it anyway. This video, but it's only like one minute and six seconds long, and you know how like you've been praying into this little tiny clip and you're going, Lord, they're going to get it. I want them to, I want it to impact them. I want them to get it. <laughs> but did you know that Death Valley is the hottest place on the planet? Did you know that? I didn't know that. Okay, okay before we start, planet Earth facts. A third of the planet is covered with desert. A third of the planet is desert. I wouldn't have known that. Death Valley is the hottest place on the planet. So what you're going to see, to me, is mind-boggling. So I think I should stop there. (laughs) Because I I do not need to insult your intelligence. But we are going to dim the lights. I'm literally going to go down and sit near Joe. We're going to watch this clip, because it's, to me, amazing. I'll just sit over here, Joe. <laughs> you and Will are too snuggled over there, so. Death Valley is the hottest place on Earth, yet even this furnace can be transformed by water. A single shower can enable seeds that have lain dormant for 30 years or more to burst into life. And there hasn't been a bloom like this one for a century. Periods of boom in Death Valley are short, but they're just frequent enough to keep life ticking over. I know it's so silly. single shower <laughs> Could I, I should have practiced like how cool it would be if I do the rest of the message in that voice yet, yet even this furnace can be transformed by water 
the hottest place on planet Earth, yet, I wrote it down exactly, this is a quote, yet even this furnace can be transformed by water. A single shower can enable seeds that have laid dormant for 30 years or more. Dry, desert, seeds, nothingness, desert, hopelessness. One single shower can enable those seeds that lay dormant for 30 years or more to burst into life. And to think that clip, that the the flourishness, the fullness of what, what they were, 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 it hadn't bloomed like that in a hundred years. Right? That's like, that was a minute of, you know, the minute, a minute, in eight, six seconds. They go on, but it was like a minute. And Jesus comes and he says, you know, I know that there is dryness, I know there is weariness, I know there's some disappointment. I know you've been contending. I know there's some deserts in our heart. But just a little bit of drink, a little bit of rain, and I can take that dry place overnight and them seeds that were planted 30 years ago can begin to flourish. And what was dry and barren can begin to burst forward forth with life. Seeds that have been dormant, rain, flowers, life can flourish. You can experience transformation. You know, Jesus is always saying, drink me in. What we'll experience was the presence and power of the Holy Spirit because he's alive and he's real. And he's alive in us, and there are rivers of living water. John 7, 38. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart or out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. John 4, 14, Jesus said, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Amen. We said that God reigns, you know, for your, you know, sometimes we've, we've been praying for the rain. And I just want you to know, in your pursuit, in your journey of growing in your friendship with God, it's okay to say, God, I got some dry spots. I got some dry spots and I need your rain. The rain of his presence, the Holy Spirit's presence. <laughs> Isaiah 41, verse 17 and 18, like even the 20, I took one part out because I just wanted to capture. But Isaiah 41, 17 through 20, New King James says, the poor and the needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues fail for thirst, but I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. 
I will open rivers and desolate heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this and the Holy One of Israel has created it. Only the Lord of God Almighty can take something that's dry and dead and transform it into life. Only the God who's a good God because he hears us and he said he won't forsake you. I, I have to read the message because it just, you know, sometimes the message does just a neat job. The poor and the homeless, because don't forget, we didn't have a home, we were all orphans and he brought us into his heart. The poor and homeless are desperate for water. Their tongues parched and no water to be found. But, I'll, but I'm there to be found. I'm there for them. And I, the God of Israel, will never leave them thirsty. Amen. I'll open up rivers for them on the barren hills. I will, I will spout fountains in the valleys. I'll turn baked clay badlands. If you've ever been to the badlands, man, it's dry and dusty and dirt and cracky. I'll turn the baked clay badlands into a cool pond. The waterless waste into, uh, into amazing creeks. Everyone will see it. No one can miss it. Unavoidable, indisputable evidence unavoidable, indisputable evidence that I, God, personally did this. Father, I pray for each person here who is experiencing dryness and barrenness and they're, they're experiencing hard ground because you said and Lord, I, I know that many are here, they're desperate for water. And that water is his presence, that water is, is it's, a, it's a breakthrough you've been believing for, it's a healing that you're contending for, it's family relationships, it's brokenness in your, in your family, it's pain that you experienced through great sorrow and loss. Here comes the sweet presence, here comes the water, here comes the desperate cry of your heart and you, he'll, he'll water you and you won't be thirsty. It says he will not leave them thirsty. He will give you water to drink. It's so important to be engaged in life during the waiting and during the trusting. Because it's in the waiting and the trusting as we're engaged in life that we actually get to experience life. Wanda and I had a chance to watch a show of, you know, how many are, I, I'm getting excited for, I'll just, I'm getting excited for the Winter Olympic Games. Yep. So they're doing all these cool stories. Cool story on an ex-gamer, young man, I won't get into the whole thing, because, you know, but let me give you the essence. A beautiful 19-year-old young man who was born to do these crazy things on whatever they do with the snowboard, and they go real high, and who's the famous one we all know, the redhead guy? What's his name? 
He, he, he does what Sean White does, but Sean's getting older, and this, this is an upcomer, and he's already got some goals in the X Games. But, oh, but he was, he, they showed family video. From the time he was a little boy, this was his destiny. And at 15 years old, he's coming on the scene rocking the X Games with this, whatever you call this event. And, it, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this illness almost hit him. And it almost killed him. It was a miracle that he survived this illness. He's showing the story, his mother, the doctors, his teammates, his friends. And he, and he survived. It was a miracle. And then he regained his strength and he had to have the courage to go back on the hill, and it's a great, crazy story. You know, JoJo's in the corner bawling her eyes out because it's, we really do this stuff, okay? And the story was that he landed this, so in the X Game qualifiers for the Olympic, he lands this thing that had never been done before. You know how cool it is to do something that's never been done before? And in a competition, and he had did this whatever, you know how they do it, it's like the, you know, it's like ice skating, right? The quick little truck, little Lux Flux or whatever it is, right? <laughs> so he does this thing, and it's unbelievable because you're watching him going like, whoa, 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 you know, triple, quadruple, spinning, boop, over the head, and he nails it and he lands it, and he gets a 100, he gets a gold medal. And then his friend says to him, when you've been given a chance to live again, when you've been given a chance to live again, he says, man, you don't tippy-toe. You don't tippy-toe. Like, I mean, you live. You grab it. And it was such a picture because it hit me in my spirit. Like, all of us have been given a chance to live again. And I'm not going to tippy-toe through it. I mean, I'm going to be engaged. I'm going to be living it. I'm going to be going after it. So when you're waiting and you're trusting and you're engaged... That's when the overnight thing is going to happen. It could be part of how it happens. So sometimes these suddenlies are suddenlies, and sometimes it's the Holy Spirit of God working in you through a process. And in the process, you are still living. You're still loving. You're opening up your hearts. You're, you're still forgiving. You're still building friendships. You're still going after it. For the McDonald's story, what seemed like an overnight success was literally 30 years. 30 years in the making. Some of the things we've been contending for have been for years. And we make declarations and we make decrees and we go to prophetic conferences and we want it now. If you're under 25, you want it like now, now. Because you want it now. You want all the things your parents took 40 years to put in their house now. Flat screen TV, two cars, now. Just if you're going to do that, just don't get in debt because that's foolishness. So you got to work and you got to be patient. You got to tarry and the new TV might take four or five years. You might have to save for it and buy it. I'm just saying because we want it now. We want it now. We want it now. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna end with a picture that literally came to a download. Now, you guys know I could not even imagine speaking today on what is Championship Sunday. This is Championship Sunday. 
this is one of the two greatest days of the NFL, my life. So let's put the last video up. Not, not video, no, no, the last picture. See that little picture there? You know I called athletic directors, high school football coaches, because they actually wanted to put a football uniform on. And I wanted to get blocking dummies. And I said, boy, that was an awful lot of work just to illustrate a point. <laughs> so I did, a picture is worth a thousand words, okay? So if you've never played football, now for those of you who have never played football, that is a football dummy. And that's when you practice your blocking skills and tackling skills and blocking. And I happened to be in a little season of reminiscing because my high school starting quarterback for our high school football team is archiving all the old plays and posting them on a Facebook page. So I'm reliving my glory days. I was pretty good. I was pretty good. I, I'm just being honest. I, I, might have to put a, I might have to do something there, but they're, they're, they're pretty dang good. So I got three of my buds. So you know who you are, my three buds. Come on up for a minute. Okay, so this is on the word. So this is comes the word determination. There is, it is a key or requirement that you have a certain level of determination. I think sometimes we lose this intensity of going after things with purpose. Because I'm already loved, I'm already a son, I'm already, I have complete access to the Father, all these things are true. And yet there's an intensity that he requires that I say, I am determined. And here's what I'm determined about, because I don't want anyone to be confused. I personally, and I want you to be, but I'm gonna speak for myself, because you know that's the only one I can control is myself. I am personally determined that nothing or no one is going to hinder me, block me, interfere with me, with my friendship with God. Amen. That's what I'm going after today. So I got my, there's one more. Who is my third one? Where'd he go? Where'd Bob go? Bob chicken down? Okay, Bob, sorry. I thought, I thought these guys had it covered. So, Bob, you stay right here. Make believe you got one of them dummies. Right here, Bob. Right here. Yeah, you're you. Bob, he'll be perfect. Right here. Bob, turn this way. Make believe you got a dummy in your hand. You ever play football? Ever coach a sport? Come on, get in there. Right there, right there. Right there, good. Dick, you're right here, Dick. You know what's going on. Get the bag. Make believe you're holding the bag. This is a... Uh, object lesson. Big Wayne, you're the last right, right here. Okay. Prize is here. What's the prize? My relationship with God. My friendship with God. What's the prize? My friendship with God is the prize. And I'm going to be intense because this guy and this guy and this guy, I don't know why, but they want to block me. They want to hinder me. They want to interfere with me. They want to block me, they want to interfere with me, and they want to uh, hinder me from my friendship with God. <laughs> right? Now, Bob, 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 get over here, Bob. Come on now. 
Now, I'm going to do this in slow motion. I'm not going to hurt anybody. Because if I get pumped up, hey, these guys are going down. Because I am determined, and I am determined that everything that was accomplished for me is available to me, and I will not be robbed, and I will not be lied to, and I will not be discouraged, and I will not have anyone or no one, nothing or no one. I will not let you put false expectation on me. And I hope you don't let anybody put false expectation on you for you're going after your friendship with God. Religious spirits are the worst. All hell, all demons, and religious spirits somehow want to interfere with my friendship with God. And I'm like, no, no, wait, it stops right here. Bed, I'm getting up and going to church. That's powerful, sister, I'm telling you right now. The bed is not controlling me. I'm getting up and I'm going to church. Because when I go to church, I'm going to be in God's presence. I'm going to be with God's people. You better believe there's value in local church. We strengthen each other. We love each other. So these guys, so they got the dummy. They're going to try to hinder me. Now, you know, we're going to go slow motion here. I'm not going to hurt anybody. I'm not going to, because we are all older men. <laughs> and even one small hit could move a hip, hurt an elbow, catch a thigh. So, but I do want to capture the intensity of it and the reality that Dick, I'm not going to let you block me. You're not going to hinder me, and you're not going to interfere with me getting my prize, which my prize is my friendship with God. So I got the ball, championship Sunday. Helmet, I'm going. You've been trying to block me, and I hit you, and you're trying to hit me, and I'm spinning. And I go this way, and then there's Big Wayne. He wants to hinder me, and dude, you're, get, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Then there's this guy, and I'm moving, and boom, boom, yeah, boom, crush him. Throw him down. There it is. No one's going to block me, hinder me, interfere with me. Go ahead, guys. Thank you so much. They okay? Slow motion. No one. Nothing and no one. My friendship with God is under attack. No lies, no past, no shame, no pain. We go through pain, heartache, sorrow. No lies, no past, no pain, no shame is going to stop me, deter me. I have a determination in my spirit that I have a friendship with God and I'm going to enjoy him. And I'm growing in my friendship with God. No one. So my one thing is to fall freshly in love with Jesus. My one thing is I love Jesus. To keep you the main thing, Jesus. Jesus, you are the main thing to know you and be known by you. And I'm continuing to grow in my friendship with you. Bethy, I'm going to have you come up and play a little bit. Because 
there's something really important as we close because we're going to have the we're going to have the ministry teams come up when we have the ministry teams come up please come up if you need prayer please come up and be ministered to grab the moment like Joyce said step out because as we close there's something really important about this going after, this determination. Because beautiful Jesus gave his life and shed his blood, laid it all down so that you and I can can experience wholeness and true friendship with God. There is only one mediator between God and man. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. There's only one door, one way, one, there's only one way. Receiving the Son of God, saying yes, bowing your heart and knee to Jesus, and saying, Jesus, I love you. I want you to, I want to surrender my life to you. I can trust you. I can trust you in the waiting. I can trust you with expectancy that you're good. As we are in this posture of determination and waiting and trusting, something profound happens to us. Because as he reveals himself to us, we get to reveal him to the world. He's revealing himself to us, and we're revealing him to the world. We get to release him into the world. We get to declare his goodness to those all around us. Every now and then I'll lie in bed and I've had this thing come on over me and it's just, it, it seems so simple, but I know what the Holy Spirit's trying to get inside and what he's trying to do as I'm growing in my friendship with God. Is he is breaking all the performance stuff and the competition stuff and he breaks all that junk off, religious spirits off, comparison off, and he says to me, like, like, over and over again lately, this has been the thing. He said, the greatest demonstration of my kingdom being alive is within you. Like how you live your life with me in the secret place and the day-to-day basis, how you interact, how you're engaged in life. Like my transforming power is on display in you and through you. It's the most powerful demonstration that I will ever have for you. And I mean, I want the signs and wonders. I want the raising the dead. I want healing the sick. But man, if this temple isn't like really good and healed and whole and knows I got a father who's crazy about me, and in this demonstration of him living and working through me, I get to advance his kingdom. Because Romans 14, 17 says, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. You want the kingdom of God? Let him manifest, let him rule, reign. Allow the reign of God to come in these dry places. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy. So as we close, I'm asking Holy Spirit for fresh fire. I'm asking Holy Spirit for fresh fire and fresh rain to fall on us. 
The rain is his presence that can penetrate any blockage, any bottlenecks that are there, anything hindering you from experiencing the presence of God. We just speak now and say in Jesus' name, bottlenecks open up so that you can experience the presence and the rain and the water of God's Holy Spirit. I pray that you would revive us. Revive is just continuing to activate us and make us alive. Revive us, fill us. Fill us with your presence so that we we would be fully engaged in life. Empower us that we are determined that nothing or no one will block or hinder or interfere with us growing in this beautiful greenhouse, growing in our friendship with you, God. Father, for each and every person, for each and every family, we pray that there would be healthy growth and healing would come now in Jesus' name. So Holy Spirit, you are alive. You know where everybody's at. You know what everybody's walking through. So we ask by the power of the Holy Spirit that there would be movement today. There'd be movement today by your Spirit. Supernatural work of the Spirit of God in us. Jesus. Jesus. We declare your goodness as a body, as a family. Jesus. 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 Holy Spirit, rain on us. Rain on every place. Bring forth the flourish and life and the boldness of life. Let it come. Lord, I encourage and I bless the body here at New Hope. I bless the saints of God that they would be able to live and walk fully, maturely. They're all growing in your presence. Thanks so much for listening to this week's message. Feel free to contact us for further resources at newhopecom.org.